Will Noah Hannafin be a coyote? Marty, whoever Walsh is at it again. And we have a Jackery McBain injury update. Hit the intro, Robin. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes, number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now with new customers get $150 plus bets with any winning $5 bet, $5 money line bet. That's a it's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. I'm your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. Hello. I am I am currently working on getting Connor McDavid to the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, well, Matt, well, well, uh, well, well, Matthew's working so hard at that. You know, we, we, we got a great show on today's episode because we're we're talking about, uh, hey, I mean, he's talking about Connor McDavid coming here. But why don't we go ahead and start off with another potential potential trade, one that's been linked based off the uh, the 32 Thoughts podcast. While, you know, a couple of days ago, Matthew just never got to talk about it. Noah Hannafin mm-hmm. has been linked. To the Arizona Coyotes, there's a couple of teams like who have been brought up. I think the San Jose Sharks were one name, but they're like, yeah, but he's not going there. Um, Only because like it wouldn't make any sense. No, it wouldn't, um, because the Sharks are god awful and they're in their different part of their rebuild. Mm -hmm. Um, Coyotes are in the sense when you know they can acquire pieces to try to get more competitive. Yeah, and and he currently just to, to put this out there has a modified no trade clause, so you're going to have to to make sure he's going to want to come here. And obviously any potential trade would have to involve a contract extension. Um, but I, I more so want to give my very uneducated opinions as to why I, I don't really think this makes sense. And it's, it's pretty simple age. The guy's 26. You, whatever contract you're going to give him, it's probably going to be at least six years. Uh, I, I have become weary about the amount of guys that in their late 20s, early 30s get long contracts, but I'm not even going to make that argument here. Just that's a, a thing that to give you context, I get weary about. Uh, but w- when it comes to a guy like Hannafin, I'm going to look at his, just his offensive numbers real quick as I also pull up one other defenseman's offensive numbers. Very, very minor thing. So far this year, 14 games, two goals, four assists, six points, negative eight. He's on a bad team. Uh, that that plus minus, yeah, he might not be he playing amazing, but he's not playing terrible. He's on a, a team that's not really doing him any favors. Uh, Yusuf Alamaki uh, has two less points, two less goals this season than him. So it's very like similar offensive numbers. And last year, the the offensive numbers for Valamaki, four goals, thirty assists, thirty four yeah. points. Hannafin, seven goals, thirty one assists. 30 I mean, points. Hannafin's better. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah, Hannafin is the better player. And I yes. think here's and here's another thing too that like here's one thing like I'm I, I'm gonna try I try to argue in favor of it, but not say like completely in favor of it because I'm, I'm you know I've I know my bounds and where I need where you know and my limits and what I need to you know how I need to view this. Mm-hmm. I tried a few as objective as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at 
Coyotes defensemen and the way they come here, I think, you know, Valimaki came from the Flames organization. Um, and yeah, he was kind of overlooked back, you know, over um, over with the Flames organization. And I think in general, you take a look at other defensemen that come in, they have subpar years with the, whatever team they're with. They come to join the Coyotes and they have great guy years. Why? Because they have better chances. They're get, I mean, and the team is, I think, is, again, it's growing in a better direction, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, I feel like a team like the Coyotes could be an, an immensely great change of pace for him. I think everyone is right, though, in, in saying that there would be it would make no sense for the Coyotes to trade for him unless a contract extension would be in place because you'd want to secure a player like that long term. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I just don't think. Like I think that there are other options out there. I think it's a good sign, though. I think it's an immensely good sign that the Coyotes are linked to a player like Noah Hannafin in terms of trade talks and getting players like that. I know I was reading one report that said a conversation had happened, but that doesn't mean that like it, it progressed. And and one last thing I wanted to point out for my for my very like uh, rough service level overview that's why i just grabbed yuso valamaki as an example when i when i was first looking at adam uh 18 and a half minutes for yuso on average per game noah hannafin this year is at 22 noah hannafin is a better overall player a better defensive player slightly better offensive numbers i just brought again yuso valamaki just to show like a comparison for for defenseman production um and also has better matchups and friend of the show mike Gould did say that he also it 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 wouldn't exactly be an upgrade it would be slotting in everyone where they belong so it would be like you so go down to the third line hannafin would be on the second line or first line depending on what you want to do with moser so there is logic to it i'm not trying to like act like there isn't i i I think that there'd be a good argument for why I shouldn't be co-hosting a, a hockey podcast. If I was trying to say it made zero sense and Hannafin sucks or something. I just wanted to bring that, that overall you're getting something pretty similar for cheaper out of Valimaki. Who's a year younger. I don't really know if I'd want to pull the trigger because Hannafin's a good player and you need to include at least from, from kind of conversations I've had of just, like podcasters slash reporter types, not actual people that, that are making these moves. It would be like a first, and I I think I threw uh, Lipkin because I didn't want to throw away Lutzi, but it would probably be another asset, maybe two. I don't know if the Coyotes are in the position to make that move yet. They have a lot mm-hmm. of assets, and they do have extra forwards. Like I, As much as I like Lipkin, if it was between like him and Lutzi, those are the two that you have to throw one in. I'm throwing in Lipkin because I like Lutz's shot a little more. It's I don't want to be in that position yet. And I don't think the Coyotes are ready to make that move, especially for a guy that is he's he's not 30, he's not over the hill, but he's in that part of, of his game where this is where he should be competing for a cup. He is right there in that prime. Your prime is about 27 to 32, somewhere in there. He's right about to hit that. And the Coyotes are not ready to compete at, at the highest levels yet. I don't think it makes no. sense, but I, it would immediately make them better. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, I think it is a good sign that the Coyotes are one of the teams that are linked to a such a trade. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of gives you the idea that they're, they are willing to move in that direction and that they are kind of like getting feelers of like how, how players might perceive 
coming to the Arizona Coyotes, how better, be, I would say how better players might perceive coming to the Arizona Coyotes at this point in their, uh, in their rebuild, which is, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say late, but like, you know, mid rebuild now at this point. Yeah. And, and they are a little ahead of schedule. Yeah. And, and, and the talent is there that if that consistency was there, uh, they, they could be a playoff team as early as this year, but the consistency is not quite there. The development is not quite where it needs to be yet because they're still on that path. They are still doing the work. They are still working through this. This was not the playoff year. So if, if this was next season, if we're talking about this exact same scenario, he has one year left, which he wouldn't. He'd be on his next contract next year. But let's just say we're talking next year. Then a move like this makes sense. I just don't think it makes sense right now. Good player. It would immediately make the Coyotes better. I'm just not sure if they should be moving from those kind of assets yet. Absolutely. I, I want to point out um, a this was posted actually um, today in an article from uh, James Reeve of fiveforhowling.com. You know, you know, one of our favorite sites because former 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 co-host Carl Pavlik runs the place. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just, so it's the last the last sentence of an article, and I think it kind of sums up what I said, and it kind of gives you an idea of like what um you know like and how we how how we should really view this. It's like there are many things that could prevent the Coyotes from a playing from attaining a player of Hannafin's quality, but early reports are at least a clear indication of intention from the team and should be viewed positively by the fan base, even if it's not the deal that ultimately happens. I agree. I, I actually 110% agree with that. Uh, it, it also basically agrees with my opinion too, of it's not of not quite exactly, but like it's not may, maybe this isn't the deal itself, but it's a good sign of things that might be coming down the line. So I, I just, I, I like, I like the coyotes spirit. I like their spunk for wanting to be in stuff like this. I just think it's a little early. Oh, absolutely. I, just a little bit, <laughs> but you know, Again, you gotta entertain. You got you got to give fans some glimpse of hope, mm-hmm. right? You got to give some positive outlook, but to the fans to kind of bring more people in coming down the road, um, like and show you want to win. I, I think that's know, the most important thing. Show like, uh, you want to win. Like really quick before they go into the break, mm-hmm. like increasing your TV viewership nine hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you guys catch <laughs> that video I made by about that? Nine hundred percent. If we have time in the third segment, we'll touch on that. Anyway, absolutely. Anyways, we'll we'll we'll, we'll continue to talk about it. We got uh, Marty Walsh of the NHLPA said something that uh kind of it, it, it uh, rubbed some people the wrong way. It rubbed we'll, me the wrong way. It, it rubbed <laughs> me the wrong way. We'll we'll get to that right after a word. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. You know. We spend a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. And I'm thankful that for this connection that we have. And today, I want our chats to get a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what this means, right? Bring on the extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics on Cialis, Viagra, or whatever else, because it is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com and receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace, quote, 
I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half to have it, and I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend it for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind having a year supply of any of your daily medication, go to jacemedical.com and see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. I want to thank everyone once again for making this show your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, the CBS XM app, and ad-free on Amazon Music. All right, Matthew, let's continue talking about uh, latest news from the Arizona, regarding the Arizona Coyotes lately. Um, and the, and a, a good second segment for this would be talk about um, what a uh, – the NHLPA executive director said about the Coyotes. Marty Walsh is almost as big of a mega douche as Alan Walsh. I don't. I don't think there's a relation there. And 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 Robin, I I, so, I do I do mean so, to cut you off a little bit. I'm mad right now. Can I just like? Can I just get on my soapbox and just complain? I want to use expletives, but Sean won't let me. Thank you, Sean. Th- thank you. But uh, uh, let me just going on this article it's from the Hockey News. Um, it, it's by reporter. Uh, uh, Remy Maste, I am terrible with names. Yeah, good reporter, solid Coyotes reporter. Um, but this is a non-story. This is non-news, and I've seen Coyotes fans reacting to it too. And and the takes are are just brain dead to me. So uh, I already read over it. But TLDR, Marty Walsh is crying because he feels like crying. So he's talking about you know there are a lot of rumors about two more expansion teams coming. I would say three. The first one really is Arizona. Uh, sure, if they move, they're an expansion team. But I get it. He's trying to make a joke. He's trying to be all critical. But th- he's like, oh, they're playing in, in front of 5,100 fans, and those games don't even sell out. Every single game is officially sold out. Every single game has been a a a uh, game-sold sellout. Like, every ticket has been sold, and it's 4,600. You're off by 500. Of course they're not selling out in a 4,600-seat a building if you think it's 5,100 because the capacity is different between the two leagues. Then he also mentions um, those, those National Hockey League players deserve to play in a National Hockey League rink. Number one, I do agree. Number two, they are all getting paid more than almost anybody that is reading this article I'm, I don't, they can suck it up for three years. If you are making six figures plus, you can suck up playing in a college arena for a couple of years. It's not the permanent solution. If it was, I'd be with you. If it was the solution, we're just going to play here for five to 10 years. I would be disgusted as well. And I would be on your side, but it's three to four temporary for that new building. No stupid point. It's a couple of years. And then, uh, let's see, he's mentioned that the second tenant. Obviously, it's ASU's building. That is a valid point. Not going to argue against that. Uh, and then his concern was their search for a permanent home. Uh, quote, I am concerned. I was hoping that they'd be farther along right now and what they're, they're going to do next. We met with them, and I went there at the end of the season. At the end of the season, and they had promised they're they going to work on some stuff. Right now, it's just speculation. At the end of last season, Marty, they were still in the campaign for Tempe. Marty, do you not know basic facts? Marty, do you not understand? 
Do you not understand that they were in the middle of that, Marty? Of course there were not other backup options they were pursuing. They were kind of stupidly 125% behind this Tempe, uh, this Tempe campaign, though not good enough to run a better campaign. And I've criticized them before on this show over that. All right. So he's talking about that. And now he's like, oh, we're not getting an update. The deadline is January. The NHL has confirmed multiple times the deadline is January. All-star break. Yeah. To give a little bit of additional context, as it was reported by multiple sources, is that essentially, bare minimum, they have to present two viable options, two viable proposals, or essentially a finished proposal. It does yeah. As long and- as you get one of the two. And to go a step further, Matthew, mm-hmm. it's been it's been reported a couple times already that there is going to be some kind of announcement regarding a, like a plan or two mm-hmm. by the end of this month. That was another report, and I would prefer that sooner one be true as well. Obviously, whenever we say reports, just take it with a grain of salt. All right, yeah. but when you have multiple reports that we're, that we're discussing, they are likely a little more valid, but again, grain of salt. So this is what made my blood boil. It's what made me angry. All right. And I know, I know if I want to be credentialed. I shouldn't go flying off the handles like that, but it just frustrates me that someone in this business. All right. That knows the details of stuff like this because they, they've met with the, with the NHLPA multiple times last year, and they met with them again because as soon as, as the Tempe vote was no, you had the NHLPA breathing down the NHL's necks. Everything, they are all on the same page. This is your deadline. You have to get it done. So crying about it now, well, he, he said November, I think, 12th in the article. Let me fact check real quick because he said it was we're at November 12th and the season's moving quickly. I'd love to see more action there. So would I, Marty. I can agree on that. Just because I'm mad at your statements does not mean I can't agree with a couple small things you said. But you're crying about it on November 12th when the deadline is January. All right. If we are getting to Christmas and all the and everything you're hearing is nothing, I get it. I would, but we still got over a month and a half to get this done. Last update we have was they're down to two or three locations. And that was a uh, GM bill Armstrong saying that though, again, great assault. He doesn't build ranks. He builds teams. It, we are nowhere near the deadline. Why are we doing this now? Why are we like, again, I know you got to stick up for, for the players. I get that. All right. But that was your job last year when they announced the mullet thing. That was your job uh, in May when the vote was no and you had these meetings. What are we doing in November about this? Go ahead. It's just just the continued, you know, uh, frustration about it. And I get it. I mean, I get the frustration. But again, like you have to think the fact that, yeah, an announcement's coming soon. And here's the, here's, here's the kicker that when this announcement comes, let's say it's like an, an actual concrete announcement of a viable plan um, because like maybe there's a lot of freaking closed door things happening that we don't know about by the time an announcement is made, but like they'll, they'll be much closer to putting a shovel in the ground on that announcement versus the Tempe thing. Cause why there's no public vote involved in this time. So it's still speed things up. The moment something concrete exactly happens, go put the shovel on the ground probably the next week. Theoretically. Theoretically. Whenever yes. those contracts are signed, like 
like um i i think craig morgan said said this i'm i'm gonna present it as a paraphrase i don't have the exact quote in front of me but uh the way he was talking about it was uh any other site that wouldn't have that remediation as soon as the deal is signed they can have shovels in the ground and and that was around when they were going over different possibilities and throwing out different ideas sometime after the election real so, talk i really want that mesa location but that, that mesa location would be great it'd be perfect like and again i'm i'm, I'm a little bit biased because i mean i live in the area but i mean I, I think even then it's like it's perfect location close to the 101 uh right off the 202 like you you got all the access points right mm-hmm. so I just, again, I know I shouldn't just fly off the handle, but it it infuriates me when we're rehashing the same tired, stupid, unnecessary conversations. Like, I get it. This needed to be done years ago. The Coyotes have historically had terrible ownership and equally terrible management. I'm not trying to defend that in any way, shape, or form. And Morello did himself no favors. We've talked about that as well. I, I just I don't understand why the Coyotes are coming off a win. We're getting ready to, to head into I think it's Dallas tomorrow. Um or tonight you know, when everyone's listening to this. Yeah, tonight when everyone's listening to it. And and you know, we're we got, got a little bit of positive news uh, with the nine hundred percent ratings boost. We got a couple other things going on. They're involved in a Noah Hannafin trade rumor that actually yeah. had a report of a By the way, Yeah. Um I will say that nine hundred percent. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of good things, of really good things to come, I think. And I couldn't come at a better time. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about that um, after after a quick word, because we're at that point in the uh, in our episode. Where we gotta we gotta you gotta get a quick word. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's 150 bucks. If your team wins, if, you, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I mean, heck, like I said, and once again, if you want to bet that the uh, Arizona Cardinals are going to win a game, if you, want to, if you want to go down that route, sure, be my guest. If they win, you get that 150 bucks. So, I mean... It's a nice, it's, it's a nice option to get on that. So visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. All right, Matthew, let's uh, re- let's really quick kind of rush through uh, talking about you know McBain and and Jack McBain's injury update and some of the uh, fallout and other updates regarding that. Because I know we want, I want, to, I want, because I do want to touch on that nine hundred percent increase in the kind of the impact that's made. But let's 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 talk about McBain a little bit first. Yeah. So Jack McBain sustained an injury in the St. Louis game. Uh, no, I didn't see the injury. And he, after Craig Morgan initially reported it was day to day, it was updated by the official Coyotes PR Twitter account. He is week to week. General rule of thumb: if you watch the hockey guy, week to week means about a month. Day to day means about a week. Um, so Mm -hmm. he's going to miss at least a couple of weeks and that sucks because he's been having a solid start to a season. I don't think he's had injury issues at all up to this point. 
Um, so you're also gonna want to make sure he doesn't develop injury issues and yeah. you want him to heal properly. I mean, and... it could it could it could be not too long. Again, like I said, week to week could really mean it like it could, could mean a lot of different things. You take a look at uh at uh at Jason Zuka's injury, right? Mm-hmm. He was labeled as week to week, and how long was it gone? Three weeks? Somewhere about around, there. About that somewhere around there, which like isn't all isn't like a crazy amount of long, but you realize the amount of games you miss. Like that's still a decent amount of games. It's a handful of games right there. Um, I feel like losing McBain for a handful of games does hurt. Um, but I'm glad. I'm like I'm optimistic about the depth of this team. So, I mean, it, it, one of the stats is that Travis Boyd is apparently the slowest player on the team. But uh, <laughs> and I, I like Boyd. He's been playing well this year. But if it wasn't for injuries, he wouldn't really have a spot on the team. And that's that's not meant to be an insult. Anyway, they officially called up. Uh, the Mandalorian himself, Milos Kellerman. Look it up. He looks exactly like Pedro Pascal. Uh, <laughs> last year with the Tucson Roadrunners, 59 games, 14 goals, 16 assists, 30 or yeah, 30 points, and uh, 14 games to the Coyotes. And as Craig Morgan famously tweeted out, he celebrated that goal like a man. So far this year, 11 go- 11 games, two goals, four assists, six points. I think it's the same stat line as Noah Hannafin, but at the AHL level, obviously. Um, so there's another little reference for you. And he'll just be a depth forward. He he'll probably be your your extra forward, uh, unless they because with the injuries, of course, O'Brien was gonna play, but after that that terrible discipline, he should have probably been sat for a game or two. So maybe you see Kellerman play a game. Probably not though. Yeah. Speaking of depth, I I, I want to mention this real quick because like mm-hmm. I feel like it's important. Um, remember like during the preseason we were kind of speculating what kind and i think it was like during the off season when we we're wondering about you know michael carcone's place on the roster mm-hmm. i don't think we have to worry about that <laughs> based on what we've seen in the last couple of weeks um remember for a, a hockey player that is allegedly terrible and doesn't belong on the team uh uh michael carcone in 13 games has six goals two assists eight points and uh he has two multi-goal games because he had the hat trick and then the two goal game against nashville i i if you look at carconi and expect him to be like nick schmaltz you'd be sure i could see someone throwing a fit for some stupid reason but i want to bring up the, the team stats real quick before i move on from this point um be, because he uh, before that that multi-goal game he was the ninth highest scoring player on the team. Now he's the seventh. He's one point behind Bukestad, a couple points behind uh, Dursey and Michelli. And I, I don't see anyone saying how Michelli and Dursey sucks or Bukestad sucks this year. I, I'm not seeing that. So I, I don't know. It's, it's weird that certain guys just get singled out the way they do. People get frustrated over, over like the most random crap um, regards to Coyotes players. And I'm just like, Calm down. Well, like Yanis Moser. Oh, Yanis Moser needs to go. He probably had like one or two bad turnovers. He's been so consistently good. I could forgive a couple bad plays because every player is going to have a couple of bad plays. You want to look at the averages. You want to look at at overall and overall production and overall net positive to the team and stuff like that. But we're also got to remember that, you know, everyone's going to freaking overreact like crazy because what is the uh, what is being a hockey fan without? Without just constant overreactions. <laughs> anyway, and you want to get into the ratings thing? Yes. <laughs> and let's get, let's get, get, get in the ratings because we only have a few minutes on this. 
Um, the Coyotes are up 900%. Uh, it says a lot of different things about RSNs. One, Matthew, um, as kind work. of like my, my, my initial <laughs> thing, they don't work. And number two, <laughs> number two um, I feel like an announcement like that and like, you know, having having a report like that, I think is a perfect um, like setup pre-arena news. I don't know. Um, I I I don't want to get too too high on that one. But... I mean, like, I mean, like, okay, perfect setup might be a little bit too much of an over like an overreaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, uh, we're all, we're all <laughs> see deep. what I did there. No, but I think it's <laughs> I, I I do think it's it it does have some weight to it if you kind of want to tie those together again loosely, loosely tie it. I'm not saying oh you're gonna correlate these exactly. No, I'm 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 just saying there might be some loose some some loose tie-in if you if you want to go down that route. But and let, uh, let me go ahead and add this because remember, nine hundred percent. This is where statistics can be, and I, I shouldn't say it like that. It is a valid point. Statistics can very easily be, and you see it all the time in every single realm, from politics to sports to whatever. Statistics get abused all the time. But the the point was, oh well, you know, if there's like what like a hundred people watching Coyotes games, and yeah, that boost means nothing. They had uh, access to eight hundred thousand homes. Javier Gutierrez confirmed on PHNX about a month ago, you know, two or three weeks ago now. Um, that that was the access they had, and the ratings have gone up nine hundred percent. They're broadcasting throughout the greater Phoenix area, uh, Albuquerque, and uh, uh, Salt Lake. And, and again, we're freaking out about the we're freaking out about the Albuquerque Coyotes and Tucson. You're right, and 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 the backwater of the state <laughs> with the worst college in the state, GCU. Better. <laughs> I I'm kidding, Tucson. I just like making Robin angry, but. <laughs> Your your city is a perfect mini LA, all the same problems, but with a little more of the charm. But <laughs> but no, seriously, a nine hundred percent boost. It shows that when it's accessible, I, the twenty dollar bunny ears right there in the Greater Phoenix area will get you th- these games for free, and the Tucson area will get you these games for free. Accessibility means people will now be able to watch. And if they watch, they can get invested. And if they're invested, they're going to buy merch and want to go to your games and become an actual fan. Exactly. Basic fundamental brand growth. And the fact that the Coyotes, like this is one of the reasons why they actually aren't valued that high. Many other reasons, but this is one of them when there's no accessibility and no product anyone cares about. Of course, no one's going to watch or care. Yeah. No, um, the thing that annoys me too, that when it, when it's regarding this topic, and I know we're getting really close to being overtime on this, but I kind of want to bring this point out there. It still annoys the hell out of me when, when direct TV customers, I, and I see it all happen on Twitter slash X all the time. It was like, but I can't watch it on direct TV. Like my dude, an antenna cost you only $20. Like, Please don't complain. It's not that much. It's not that big of a deal. A, a one-time purchase, yes, because obviously, like I, I don't yes. care for like no, oh, streaming services and like recurring purchases. But a exact, one-time no. purchase of twenty bucks, anyone can Ex- do that. Exactly. Even if you got to save up a little bit. I will add one more. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been this has been a report. I cannot <laughs> confirm the validity of this because I have not tried it. Mm-hmm. But someone has said, if you want to give this a try. If you plug a coax cable into the back of your TV and just snake the other side up toward the towards your ceiling, you could get 
antenna level signal. Got it. I, I don't understand antennas. I don't. Antennas. I, I, know, don't I, I don't get I, it. I, I, I can't, like I said, I cannot confirm the validity of this. I've had a friend tell me that they've tried it and it's worked. Maybe there is an internal tuner in their TV. but and, and I thought I was a conspiracy theorist, Robin. I thought, I thought you told me I was. <laughs> you no, tell people to stick cables and point it at the roof. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, like, again, again, like, it's not that hard to get access to the game if it's a simple, it's like a simple investment or barely any investment at all. Like, And, and and there are some people in certain parts of the state that aren't getting it and are blacked out, and that sucks. Um, it, it's one of those things where sometimes it's, it's just going to take some time for yeah. the iron for the, the the kinks to be ironed out. It sucks. Um, there should be still a couple other options like Cox. I know they're broadcasting it. Dish TV yeah. stopped um, for some reason, and and uh, Direct TV stopped so it's it's one of those things where once the the kinks are ironed out it'll be fine it does suck that people right now can't in certain parts of the state however right now you you have to look at it as the majority of potential coyotes fans can watch the games and that is a net positive because um the like all the biggest cities in the state can access it Mm-hmm. I think that's and that's what they're focusing on, right? Phoenix, Tucson, uh, the Phoenix metro area, and you know, it includes you know Scottsdale, Mesa, Gilbert, Chandler, all of that, um, mm-hmm. as well as Tucson. I think some someone has said, like, I think there is a repeater in in the Flagstaff area, so you can maybe get it, um, if I'm not mistaken. I think even there's even a uh, a, a repeater somewhere in uh, in Costa Grande as well, so you can get it there. So like, it it covers a pretty giant chunk of the state there's just like some fringe like i'm sure like if you're in yuma you probably can't um that was one of the examples i got was was yuma yeah or like what's another would be another one on the uh, complete other side like maybe kingman or uh possibly sholo yeah i was gonna say or like winslow or globe or something like that but but it was like it, it does suck for the time being but it's one of those things where let's just celebrate the good that is happening mm-hmm. for the majority of people. And then just like with anything else, like even just basic technology, like internet to to like higher speed internet and whatnot, anything else, you start in the higher populated, bigger cities and you move outward. So eventually we'll all be included. But right now the majority of us are. And let's be happy for that because it's, it's oh, better absolutely. than it was before. Absolutely, it's a lot better because again, a lot of people, a lot more people are accessing it because it's not more affordable. Yep. Because RSNs were just crazy. I'm glad we're seeing the. I mean, like, I'm glad we're seeing that. And I think what even even Vegas has seen a, has seen a pretty decent increase. Since yeah, Vegas saw an increase, but like eight eight hundred thousand people had access to the Coyotes before. How, how do you run a business as a as a, a major four sport franchise and your audience is, is literally less than the, the Arrowverse when it was on the decline. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
it <laughs> certainly is something. I mean, again, I still got my critiques of over over the air. Like, I get a lot of interference on my TV, maybe because I have like near a lot of other like, you know, wireless frequencies. But I'm not going to complain too much. I still get it. Like, I just kind of like go the channel up and down really quick, and I it's still clear. As it is, so I nothing I can't handle. Yeah, and again, it's it's just. It's free access. I'm going to have lesser standards than if I'm paying 50 a month. Just straight up. What about remember the freaking uh, Bally Sports Plus that we're charging like 20, 20 bucks a month for or something like that? Like... <laughs> anyway, we are uh, way over time. Yeah, Robin, we are way over time. Break. We got to end this show. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube and on the Sirius XM radio app. Also ad-free on Amazon Music. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, and on Twitter or X at L O underscore coyotes. I'm personally at Robin with a Y underscore L E A N O. Matt Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. With a um, V. Yeah. Like the v. Ohio State. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You can you can also find us like we all like both the show and and both of us also have accounts on Threads and Blue Sky. If you want to follow us on there, you can easily find us. Uh, you just gotta search us up. Um, we'll, we'll we'll have we'll, we can provide that for you if you'd like as well at some point. But uh, just interact with us. Ask us any question you might have. We can answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Today's episode. Hope you guys staying safe out there. Hope you guys staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Mm-hmm.